Welcome back to the Checkpoint Reach podcast. This is a gaming and occasional movie news podcast. We hope you've had a great new year. Uh, this is our first one of the year and we're looking forward to it. And I'm always, as always, I'm joined by my friends and fellow gamers, uh, Sud, Perks and Matty. How are you doing, guys? Good. Good, Luke. Very good. How are you? Happy New Year. Oh, thanks, mate. Happy New Year to you too. How are you two doing, Sud and, uh, oh, well, Matty and Perks even? Already talked to Sud. Yeah, I'm good. New year, new me and all that. <laughs> new year, new suicide plans. <laughs> As always, a, a brightener to my day when I talk to you, Mike. Uh, <laughs> and we're also joined by a, by a newbie, a new guest today. His name's Ted Parry. How are you doing, Ted? Hey, yeah, I'm good, thanks, mate. Very, very well. New year, new me as well. Good. I'm guessing, I'm guessing it's all new year, new us. That's right. It is. Yeah. Yep. The classic. Did we get up, up to anything decent for New Year? Um, uh, no, not really. Got a lot of wine, <laughs> out of <our> chocolate. <laughs> yeah, tons of chocolate. Yeah. Lost. Um, I just find it an awkward time of the year. It's just like I don't know. Nothing is going on. I mean, it's just the perfect. You just all you're doing is just eating rubbish all day and just waiting for the New Year to come around. That's the way I see it. Anyway, I, I get a bit twitchy when I'm not doing much, so. <laughs> well, I guess maybe then just me who had the plans. I went down to London for it. And <coughs> it was pretty good. Pretty good seeing those fireworks. That's for sure. Yeah, it looked, looked good from what I saw. Yeah, it was a lot. Well, I thought it'd be good, but it was better than I thought. Mm. It was that good I fell asleep watching them. So <laughs> great <Yeah>. stuff. <laughs> it's better when you're there. <laughs> I'm sure that's definitely the case. <laughs> well, anyway, we'll, we'll get started um, with our first topic of the day. Uh, we're just going to look back, basically, um, you know, with the past year, previous year, 2018, and talk about our favourite games and potential movies as well as gaming moments from the year. Um, I'll start with my actual favourite game. Uh, I know we spoke a lot about them with uh, the, the Game Awards, but my favourite game of the year... When I look back, it's got to be Spider-Man. Something I really enjoyed, really enjoyed playing, really enjoyed the story to it and the uh, the voice acting as well. Um, that's that's the one that stands out for me as my favourite game of the year. Uh, how about you guys? Where where do you stand with uh, your favourite games of 2018? Oh, I think for me, it's I've said it loads of times now on this podcast, but you know, I think we all know it's for me. It's Red Dead. That's for me the my favourite game of the year. Bye. Quite a distance, I think, to be honest, to the next one. Um, you know, we've already spoke at length, haven't we, about how good it is and stuff. So, uh, I've been, I have uh, a game I got uh, for Christmas, actually, though, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I've got to say. That, oh, yeah, uh, how has that been? Really good. It's a really, really good game. It's uh, surprised me how good it is, actually. Is it as grindy um, as people have made out? It is quite grindy, but to be honest, it's... Yeah, the game that I most would say it's like as The Witcher 3. Like, don't get me wrong, it's not as good as The Witcher 3, but it's in terms of how the game plays and stuff and how how it is, the systems and everything, it most reminds me of The Witcher. So they've clearly took a lot of inspiration from it. I was going to say, if you 
If you were going to tell me it's as good as The Witcher 3, that's some high praise coming from you. No, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's as good as The Witcher 3. It's not uh, on that level, but it's definitely mm-hmm. very good. It's, uh, yeah, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I am kind of glad I waited to play it because it's nice to have a game at the end of the year uh, that you can play and stuff, but... It's a fantastic game. I'd, I'd say that. I'd, I think uh, it'd definitely be in maybe my top three for game of the year for last year. To be honest, possibly. Are you? Is it? Am I right in saying that you're the only one who's played that game in the group? I think so, as far as I'm aware. I don't think anyone else has played it. Yeah, I haven't played it. Assassin's Creed died for me a long time ago, but yeah. you mentioned that it's had a bit of life breathed into it's it. It's not I even guess, really like Assassin's Creed, though. Yeah, no. they've it's, changed it's it completely up, different, but... to be honest. I mean, there is. Obviously I, I don't still, know. Man. Like... I think it's a long way off for me to return to that series, but it, it's good to know that it's it's doing well again. But yeah, it it, it was left a long time ago in I'm with, the past for me. I'm with you there, Perks. I played yeah. Assassin's Creed Three, and that killed it for me. But however, if this one is as good as Sud says, maybe when it goes down in value, I might try it. I'd definitely try it if it goes cheaper. Oh, I think you'd actually like it, Luke. To be honest. Well, you haven't really led me astray with many recommendations. To be fair. So, I'll probably take that on board. Um, how about you, Perks? I know you were getting Red Dead for Christmas. Did you? Have you got around to playing it? Yeah, I, I did get it, but I haven't actually got around to play it yet, which is strange, given the, the quality of the game, I'm sure. Uh, Spyro was another game that I've picked up recently that I haven't had a chance to play, which obviously wouldn't be game of the year, but something I'm looking forward to jumping back into from all those years ago. Don't. I think <laughs> I did actually. Sorry, that is one more thing. I did actually start Spyro as well, but I played it literally for like two hours, <laughs> so I can't really comment too much on it so far. Yeah, I think it'll just be a few hours here and there anyway. It's not going to be a major game for me, but I don't know. I think I'll go a little bit left field on this one and say that my favorite game that I played in 2018 was probably A Way Out, just Good because it was different. It was game, fun. Mate. Oh well, you know. <laughs> I thought it was going to be cool. <laughs> so yeah, we were a bit too fair. We did both play. Yeah, we it, so. we did play it together as well. So I guess that it's allowed. But yeah, I think in terms of coming away from you know your God of Wars and Spider Man's Red Dead Redemptions, the way out was something different, something unique. It did have a few things that we've seen before, but you know, in, in different games. But to bring it all together and put it into the same thing worked a treat. And I hope we see more stuff like that in in 2019 and years to come. I'm surprised it's not Black Ops 4, to be honest, Perks. Same. I thought you'd say that was 40,000 hours. <laughs> Black Ops 4, the new Destiny, right? But Surely that'd have to be a close second. I mean, for me, yeah, I think I, actually... I'm enjoying playing it, but it's yeah. not my... I wouldn't say it's the game that I've enjoyed the most in the year. When I think about it now, though, when you think about it, we've played that game more than any other game. Well, maybe not you, Perks, or Destiny, but I think... Mm. Well, me and Luke, anyway, definitely, I'd say it's probably our most played game this year. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think. I mean, I, and to be honest, you know, you say, "Oh, well, it's only one mode in the game," but to be honest, we've had that much fun on it. We've and we've played it so long. You could argue it's possibly. The... Mm. Do you know? Yeah, what like I to know? specify, we're literally only playing Blackout. I know, me personally, I'm, I'm, yeah. I barely touch zombies or the actual multiplayer side of things. But Blackout itself is is definitely a, a game that's holding me. So yeah, long same. may it continue. Really, it's weird though yeah. when you talk about. You mentioned Blackout then. I completely forgot to add it to my list of favourite games, even though I really did yeah, enjoy it. Yeah, I kind it. of did as well. That, I... That's what I mean. Like, it, You don't even think about that as one of the games of the year, I suppose, because it's like it's just one mode of a game, but we have played it a lot and we've really enjoyed it. So Yeah, we've definitely got our money's worth. How about uh, how about you, Matty and Ted? You guys, what's your favourite game? 
Um, well, I, I was quite late to the party with Red Dead because I, I waited till Christmas for that. I had a few games that I was playing, so I just thought I'd just leave it till then. And uh, so far, that that's just been brilliant. Yeah, just loved it. Absolutely loved it. So um, I'd say, as I said, I haven't really had as much experience playing it as probably you guys have and been able to comment as much. But How far are you in? <laughs> Um, oh, I think I'm about 25, 30%, which is not bad considering I've obviously only really had a week plus to sort of play it, but, yeah, so I've got to the bit where basically, um, you, you have to save, <clears throat> save someone from Blackwater cause he's been sort of held hostage there. Um, so it's just, it's just sort of where the game is. I feel like it's just really only now starting to open up because obviously when you first start, you're just in that bit where you're just in your camp and you're just learning the basics, aren't you, really, of, of how to get going. But now it's really starting to open up. And I just had, like, one of those, like, gaming moments where you think, wow, like, this is, like, it, like anything can happen on the game. Like, I was playing the other day and um, I was being hunted by, like, bounty hunters. And I set up like a tent right next to the river because basically I was like crossing over to Blackwater because um, I, I had like a massive bounty over there. I was like, and every time I'd went over, like I'd basically start getting shot straight away. So I was like, right, I'll just rest up here. And um, <clears throat> basically I woke I woke up in the middle of the night and like go, go and cross. And um, like bounty hunters, like, because I was like situated underneath a ridge and then I got that like icon, like the music changed, like the whole like, like the tenseness like built up in the game because like obviously I had those bounty hunters after me and um <clears throat> just basically like they were looking over the ridge so then I flanked them went behind them killed them and then like I was like looking at my radar I was like what, what the hell there's like two more like blips like coming after me so I turned around and there was like two wolves like chasing after me and literally it was like movie like cinematic like killed like the first one and then like the second one got within like a foot of like getting me and then I killed it, and it was just like one of those moments on a game where you're just like, wow, like that could have been in a movie, like what just happened then. So I don't know, just like moments make the game my game of the year, I'd say. Like, as I said, brilliant. It's yeah. like stuff that you don't expect. When you don't expect stuff to happen, and you're just like, wow, that's just that's brilliant. Yeah, I just love stuff like that. Yeah, it, it definitely is a brilliant game, and it can throw up a lot of different scenarios, that's for sure. Uh, how about oh go on Sud? I was just going to say to Ted, what I know you played Spyro extensively. What were your thoughts on that? Now that you've, uh, I guess you finished all three of them, so I might, you might just have an opinion on them. Um, yeah. Well, being honest, I was so I was so excited to play Spyro because Spyro, believe it or not, was my first. Um, it was one of my first like um, PlayStation games, I think. Because I remember playing it in like Curry's or, or PC World when when they were like quite popular, and I was just like, I remember like pestering my dad like, oh, I really want that game. And uh, basically, it was one of my favorite uh, like PlayStation Two games of all time, like Spyro Two. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when I when I went back to it, I was just like the first few levels, I was just hit with nostalgia, like loved it. But then as the game went on, I just found it so grindy. Like, I'm not even joking. It sounds bad, but I was playing the levels just to get them done. I, I, like, 
I was just going through the motions, basically. I, I just there was no level of challenge. There was no, no enjoyment. <laughs> no enjoyment. Nothing new. Yeah, that is. I don't I know. I've only think... played the first like maybe six, seven levels of the first Spyro, but it's, it seems very easy. I don't know if it gets any harder as it goes on, but it's no, a bit too easy to be honest. You see, that's the re really disappointing thing because um, it gets a little bit harder, but it, it just is like just too easy it's too easy to play yeah. and honestly you can complete a lot of the levels in 10 minutes just by sprinting yeah they're very short aren't they very Probably. short levels and I, it gets better when you get to spyro 3 there's a lot more like mini games involved where hunter yeah sort of gets involved and you do like skateboarding like skills and challenges like they're cool but i just still think that as you get older it kind of ruined the nostalgia for me and it sounds bad yeah. to say that because when i played crash um that 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 enhanced the experience but playing Spyro unfortunately it kind of ruined like, like my memories as a kid just how easy it was um, yeah I think out of, out of the two uh, remakes I think Crash is probably for most people a superior one anyway I would say yeah yeah I, I really I was just about to bring up Crash actually I really enjoyed Crash um, I never really liked Spyro as a kid but uh, I definitely played a lot of Crash and when I played that game I got good you know good level of levels of enjoyment out of it i know perks did as well to be fair if i recall yeah i played that game for quite a long time i got stuck on 98 percent on crash one though which was quite frustrating <laughs> so hard, <laughs> that was actually some of the stuff on that game that so me away from the game in the end but yeah it, it was it was a really good remake and you know you guys know that i'm I'm not the biggest advocate of, of remakes and remasters, but that was one that definitely succeeded, so I was pleased to see that. To be honest, when they're done like that, though, yeah, I was going to say, when they're done like that, they're, they're just, they are, like you said, they're more than remakes almost. They're almost just new games, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> yeah, I was going to say the same. We're, I think you speak for all of us when we say we're not massive fans of remakes or remasters, but, you know, sometimes you, you can hit a home run with something like that. Um, how about you, Matt? We haven't heard yet from you what your favourite game of the year was? Well, I was going to say A Way Out, wasn't I, and Perk stole it. I stole but, it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it just, just, just because it's one of those um, games where I, I feel like I can remember every part of the game. It, it was only a short experience, so obviously it's got the advantage in that regard compared to something like Red Dead. You know, you're not going to play it for 80 hours and remember every second. But I feel like in five years' time, if someone says, you know, oh, A Way Out, have you played that? I'll be able to still visualize, like, you know, the memories of the game, how much I enjoyed the game. Whereas with Red Dead and God of War and stuff, yeah, there were some really, really emotional and brilliant moments in the game, but a lot of it just sort of seeps away in a, in a weird way. I think I was just, even though A Way Out was a short game, it was, I was thoroughly, thoroughly engaged for that, like, five, six hours. And by no means do I think that that's the best game of 2018. But in terms of like my favourite game, that that's the one that's up there. Yeah, that is a brilliant game. I think we all agree with that. I mean, I actually played that with you, didn't I, Luke? So, I mean, that was, that was we had good fun with that. That was a good game. That was different, as they said, and just offered something else, really. So I think it's the unique mechanic of it being split screen. You know, not a lot of games offer much innovation. And like all of the innovation is obviously done in the smaller sort of indie spaces, and obviously a way out. Like it was an indie game, the graphics weren't amazing and stuff, but 
it, it's it was quite quite a risk, really. I'm surprised that EA took it, to be honest, especially EA of all places. But you know, and and, and that's the thing that there's not enough of those co-op experience games, which I personally love. I personally love co-op games where you actually get to play with a friend. I mean, and actually have to do do a story because everything is just so multiplayer focused. Which yeah, obviously you've got Blackout, which is great. But then I just I miss part of those like you know story mode co-op game split yeah. screen local couch co-op is something that has died over the last yeah. like five to ten years but i think it's because well the excuse that you'll hear from developers is because um i know it was like this with halo 5 is that the machines are already running at full capacity and you know it, it's too much of a strain on the engine to be split screen because obviously you need to be rendering sort of two scenes at once but on the same console but I just think it's a little rubbish. I think they just can't be bothered to do it. But there is yeah. there is still like a call in for split screen co op. I think the way out though that the last sort of forty five minutes to an hour of that game was so good. Like I thought it was a little bit slow in places. The game at times, but the, the last hour forty five minutes made it. Yeah, the whole game was, was so a, fun. A, like the game as a whole. Sorry, was rough around the edges. It was like all the mechanics of it. It wasn't like you know fluid shooting or anything like that, but by no means, but just as an experience, as something that's a bit different, that sticks in my mind because of the innovation. And I think that just falls back to probably why you didn't enjoy Spyro in a way, Ted. It's just the same old tired formula. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's no real story to Spyro so far from what I can tell either. It's literally like, you could literally have the game on mute and just play it and it wouldn't make much difference. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. There's times where I literally... I, I would like listen to a podcast while playing yeah. Spyro because the, uh, I mean, it's funny actually no. you say that, Ted. Because I've actually, I think when I've seen a few reviews, I've actually heard people saying that that they've just like listened to music while playing it and listen to podcasts because that's that sort of game where you can just chill. I suppose you don't need to yeah. be fully invested in that sort of game, no. do you? No, no I wouldn't say that yeah. that's a negative though, guys. Like that, <laughs> that shouldn't be held against the game that a game like Spyro doesn't have a, a story yeah. that you know, makes you really invested in it and, and focused on it. It should be an easy play and you should be able to distract yourself with other things at the same time with a game like that. No, I agree no, with I you. Agree I was with just you. saying that that's, you know, that is why people can listen to things. There is yeah. a space for that, but unfortunately yeah. the space that we would prefer seems to be dying out, like Marty said. The, the, the problem is though, Perks, is that after you've played the first one and the nostalgia is fully worn off, it just becomes a little bit grindy after that, where you know, with that easy to play game. I think my the mistake I made was I played through all three very quickly, um, within the space of a week or two, and I think that ruined it. I think maybe if I took it a bit slower and just like sort of just used it as a game to like sort of go and play when I don't really have anything else to play or I just want an easy to play game, I probably would have. Got a bit more enjoyment out of it, but because I took it so seriously and tried to complete it quickly, I think it ruined it in that sense. It became grindy. Um, yeah. yeah, that's it. Sorry, I was just going to say with Ted's point, yeah, that's a good point because when I played it for the first couple of hours, after two hours, I was kind of burnt out. Like, right, I don't want to play any more of this today because it's like that was it for me after that two hours. I was like, I, I, I'm happy to wait now for a few days to play it again because. Um, like you said, it just it's very repetitive game, which you know is not a bad thing. You know, games in that era were quite repetitive, like that. But yeah, I don't think it's a game you can. I know you did do it, Ted, but I think it's probably best not to try and play it for you know four, five, six hours in a row because you're just going to get completely burnt out on it. 
or if yeah. you do want to listen to it or play it, sorry, for four or five hours in a row, you can always just listen to the uh, Checkpoint Reach podcast while you play. Plug. Shameless plug. Listen gonna... to the soothing sound. Of... You're going to see a spike in Spyro sales now. <laughs> yeah. yep. They'll be through the roof. <laughs> well, to be fair, though, it's a good point. Like, I think you can get burned out pretty quickly with that sort of game if you do play like that. Like with Crash, obviously very similar. Um, I never played it. I don't know. I didn't really play it consistently. I'd play it for like an hour here, an hour there, and I got a lot of enjoyment out of it as a result. Mm. I, do, I feel like some game formulas hold up. Like Crash is a platformer. I always feel like platform gameplay holds, like stands the, the test of time more than a, I know Spyro is technically like a you could call it a platformer in a way. I mean, it's not. It's more of an open platformer. It's, it's like fixed it? levels, but mm. it's. Um, these type of games, I feel like they probably should have um, give it a sort of injection of fresh new game mechanics as well, kind of like what they did with Ratchet and Clank. Like Ratchet and Clank, the yeah. reboot was really, oh, that was really good. Yeah, that was. But it's like they brought in elements from modern gaming as well, just to sort of you know enhance it a little bit, give it a fresh feeling. Yeah, yeah. Like, I yeah. don't think it just a fresh coat of paint was enough for Spyro. Because I don't mm. think the gameplay held up anyway to begin with. I think it was just looked at as one of those sort of nostalgic games that you go back to, and then it's like actually this isn't very good. I I found mm. that with Tomb Raider. Like I went back to the old Tomb Raiders, and it's just like absolutely shocking to play now. Oh, so I remember the gameplay. Yeah, the controls are beyond terrible then. with Tomb Raider, though. So yeah. it's, it's I mean, no even surprise. In, even back in the day, the controls were bad. Yeah, <laughs> Can't well, even like, like even like Metal Gear Solid. I remember the other the other month I loaded up my PS3 and I I went back and played Metal Gear Solid because it's got PS1 um, emulation on the PS3, and I just couldn't control the game. I didn't even know what was going on. It's just it felt so alien to me to control a 3D character with a D-pad. I was just like I couldn't do it. <laughs> That's why I we need a remake just of one. In the wrong direction. Yes, we really yeah, need that remake, remake of Metal Gear Solid One. They should do that. It sells so well. Well, it's one of the best games of all time, in my personal opinion. That would sell in bucket loads. That would sell maybe more than any remake has been, to be honest. Because that game, I mean, people love that game, don't they? And if they can update the controls and make them more like... I mean, can you imagine Metal Gear Solid 1, but Metal Gear Solid 5's controls? It'd be amazing. It would be. I'd definitely buy that remastered or remake. Yeah. So. Do um, Do any of us have any gaming moments from the year? So it doesn't have to particularly be a, a game itself, but, you know, any quotes or, you know, people uh, uh, on stage, Mike, maybe. Microsoft's E3 was pretty good, wasn't it? They had a pretty good E3, to be fair. Yeah? I mean, I don't know if you'd class it as a moment, but I think their E3 conference was one of the better ones they've had in recent years. They announced some good stuff, so. Well, it's definitely better than uh, 2017. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, it's, hard. it's tough on that game in moments. I, suppose. <laughs> I mean, that, um... I, I, I've got one. I think it isn't really a game in moment, but I think the theme of 2018, like we've we've been through this a lot of times, but like the, the theme, the overriding theme of 2018 for me has been single player ain't dead because you hear Ubisoft, oh, single player games are dead and all this garbage. And this has been like one of the strongest years for single player games in recent memory. And they've all sold well as well. So yeah, it's nice. True for the industry to be given a big middle finger to these idiots who just think that 
online is the only way to make money. Yeah, and it's not. I I mean, I really love single player games. You know, I, I like having my my mix, uh, an online game if I need it, and a good single player game if I if I want that. You know, so I I definitely think it's been a great year for single player games, like you said. It's strange as well, like Matt, you were saying about like Ubisoft, one of the developers saying about single player game, but it's like their two best selling games of the year are both in single player Far Cry and Assassin's Creed, so I don't know why they're saying that to be honest, it's very strange If it wasn't for those, them games, they'd be you know Like they're they really, had... really pushing digital as well Ubisoft. Yeah, that's true They want to get rid of physical, I'd like mm. I, I suppose if you're looking at market trends and stuff, like yeah the the highest grossing games, the ones that are making the most money, are obviously online. And obviously it's great if you've got an outlay of 200, 300 million to make a game plus advertising costs, it's obviously more desirable to have a continual flow of revenue over time, which you're going to get with like Fortnite and microtransactions. Obviously, with a single-player game, it's more risky because you're going to get those initial sales uh, you know, forty, fifty pound a pop, and then once it dies off, unless you're making, you know, DLC or something like that for it, that that's it. The the money's pretty much dried up for that game, and yeah. you don't get any more money in the pot. So obviously, it's well, more that... more sort of attractive to developers to make online games. But I feel like the market's really saturated, and I think that yes, a lot of online games make a lot of money. But there's also a lot of online games that literally nobody plays, and you look at the population count, and it's like 500 people because everyone's playing Overwatch, everyone's playing Fortnite. It's it's a hard like market to break into. So I, f- I feel like people should be taking more chances on single player, just in general, because there's still a there's more sort of room in the in the market for single player games. There's a lot more people who are willing to take risks with their money and spend you know 40 quid on a bit of a a risky game or something that they think hey I might like that mm-hmm. well the thing I've always thought as well with it is like yeah okay say God of War is an example that clearly has made nothing compared to something like Fortnite but it's still probably made a good profit for Sony and a good profit for the developer so I don't so to me what's the problem I mean yeah okay they're not making billions or whatever but they're still making money so and at the end of the day the problem you know, is greed isn't it though you know, yeah yeah you're they right want I more. mean greed yeah that's that is, I think, mainly on the publisher side, I'd imagine, it's the greed factor. But I think, you know, not everything can be something that sells two, but you know, makes two billion or something. You know, there's going to be things that make 100 million, 50 million, 150 million. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with that as far as I'm concerned. No, I'm with you. There's definitely a place in the market for all types of games. I just. Uh, and I, th- I think Sony realised driven as well. I think Sony realised, especially Sony, I think Microsoft to a certain extent as well, but I think. Sony, especially with their single players, they realise that the God of Wars and Spider-Mans are not going to make trillions, but they're going to make enough money, you know. Uh, and they complement the other games, don't they? But I think Sony would look at it as in, well, yeah, we've got Fortnite on our platform, they've got PUBG now on their platform, you know, games like Overwatch that make tons of money, but these single-player games make us money and they keep the user base happy. So that's the best of both worlds. Definitely is. <clears throat> I'd definitely go along with that, Give me more story-driven games and I'd be a happier man in the gaming world sense anyway. Um, I also wanted to ask you guys what your favourite movie was of 2018. Um, favourite movie of 2018? I think we'll probably, probably Avengers. have the same answer here. Yeah, It's, it's yeah, Avengers. Avengers for me as well. There's, <laughs> there's not even a, a, a close contender as far as I'm concerned. 
I'm trying, trying to, to think, think of the movies. Yeah, I mean, straight um, away it was Avengers: um, Infinity War for me as well. Um, yeah. I mean, what else? I can't remember going to the cinema and just thinking. I've seen like, a few films. Okay, that film is brilliant. I'm trying to think of the top of my head, um, Avengers is the first one that comes to mind. For me, I think Deadpool two. Yeah, I did go and see Deadpool two. I would personally say for me. I, I didn't mean, Deadpool get... one was better just because it was yeah, so. Yeah, I think cute. the first one was better. Um, but I just love love Ryan Reynolds. I just think he's brilliant. He's, he's so oh, he yeah, he suits, he suits so that role so much. He suits they, it so well. Yeah, they he nailed the character. And I agree yeah. with you, Ted. Actually, it's a good shout. Deadpool two was good. I did prefer the first one as well. But yeah. in my you know of the year, I definitely put Deadpool two up there. Yeah, definitely. He wanted. Yeah. It's, it's, three, it's, it's more the humor that that I just I just really. I mean, look, I, I like the, you know, the cinematic effects where, you know, cars are being blown up and the bullets are firing and all that. But I just think just the way his character is, I think if you swapped any other person with, with like, the Ryan Reynolds, I just, I, it just wouldn't work. It's just that sarcastic sort of... It, it, and it's not cringy as well. I, I mean, I've watched a lot of sort of... Is it, is it under... It's under Marvel, isn't it? Is it... Which, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Deadpool 2, yeah. Marvel. And I've seen a few Marvel-esque movies and, and I find them quite like cringy. Just the, the humour is just like almost family-friendly. Let's throw this in because we'll get a few laughs from the mum and dads and the kids. Whereas I felt, I felt like Deadpool 2, maybe it's just my my age age group as well. Like being 26, maybe it, it just resonated with me more. Like, you know, sarcastic type of humour and just the... The whole character really because i for me I, i'm the type of guy that i get attached to characters rather than storylines um and just i i get more involved in the story so for example um the punisher i'm not that might have been at the start of this year as well but that's not really a movie but it's a series but rather than the story i i got attached to the punisher as a character um and that, that, that's just as an example that that's the way i i view things anyway. seen a lot of seen a lot of yourself in the character <laughs> or just hoping that he comes for you <laughs> no, he ends it. yeah i think uh i think it was the start of this year wasn't it black panther was a really good film i don't think many of you saw it but i've Come watched on, man, it that's garbage it's not no, that no, bad. it's really good. I thought it was really good. I completely disagree. Sorry, folks. Uh, it's a crap story. It's a crap character. It's, it's crap. Oh, no, I have to disagree. Sorry, <laughs> it's really not. I, I, yeah, maybe you weren't in a good mood when you watched it, but it's a good film. You know, never in a good mood to be honest. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, you know, yeah, film, you, you I don't like many films mood. anyway. I was not in a good mood when I watched Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom with Perks. Yeah, oh no, that was so terrible. angry how bad it was. Oh yeah. I agree. Yeah, actually, well, that bit films with the, the dinosaur there. looking at the boat. And then... Oh my god! <laughs> well, to be fair, that is... bit was quite heartfelt. That bit was quite heartfelt. Yeah. I just was... I, 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 like what? What the hell was that film? Just, just what was going on? I don't. What even was like? Know. Yeah. Yeah. That was remember the last? Fun. I don't want to ruin it if I'm not seeing it. But the la- one of the last scenes with the little. Oh my god! It was so bad with the little yeah, girl. You yeah. should ruin oh. it because that's yeah, a film that deserves to be ruined. Fallen yeah. Kingdom was the biggest well, missed opportunity in the Jurassic oh. Park sort of franchise. It was shit. It was it was terrible. I mean, okay, this is a spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it. But at the end, basically, I, I, I can't remember what happened a little bit before. But basically, the girl basically decides, oh, she's going to save the dinosaurs, even though the rest want to kill them, even though. They're supposed to be protecting them, which makes no so it makes no sense that they'd want to kill them off. 
but yeah, no, I disagree. I think they should have just gassed them all. Yeah, but I mean, what, what? Yeah, but that's is that. But why? Why did they? Why were they so convinced? Like we have to do it then because the little girl said no. They all just went, oh okay. Because the little girl said we can't do it, then we won't. It's one of the most ridiculous. It's cliched and horrible. Terrible. It's, 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 the worst thing is, it's gonna, there's going to be a sequel as well because it sets one uh, of the bloody yeah. film. Yeah. And how bad was the part where they just that guy just got was it the old man or whatever the one that was in the first one just got killed off and it's like why are you killing him off? No one yeah. wants that. <laughs> what, what's that about? Just just some <laughs> random guy that just kills him. It's like oh, that's nice. Like, it was I, I, like Jurassic I, I, World itself was decent, but Fallen Kingdom as a follow-up was just such a downgrade. There was no diff. There was no like sort of new scenery or anything. It was just like they were just around the house, like that guy's mansion, oh, so and, then, and then the park, and then that was it. I mean, for me, you want to like see different parts of like the island or just different scenery, just like how Jurassic Jurassic Park Two and and all the others would do so brilliantly. They're just being loaded, like the story would change like constantly and you'd be in different areas, but it just felt like stagnant, like they were just in the house the whole time or something. It's the same thing that what, what happens when you make the same game over and over and over again. When you start making the same films over and over and over again, they just get progressively worse because you yeah. can't continue the quality. You've always got that, you're fighting a never-ending battle against people who've seen the old films and look at them with such, hold them up in such high regard with such a, a massive amount of nostalgia. The same things happen to Star Wars. I fear that in five years, ten years' time, we're all going to be sitting here and we're going to hate Star Wars and we're going to hate Jurassic Park and we're going to hate all the films that we liked when we were kids because they just won't stop making them. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Well, another thing as well is that that film was pretty much just dinosaur abuse for half the film. As well. All I remember seeing is like, no, seriously, it was literally it was like... charity. Awful. <laughs> no, no, but I know it's not real as well, but I've just been like, why? They, they just made it out as if, like, these people just wanted to be cruel to them. They were just, like, prodding them with, like, electric sticks all the time. And it's like, what the hell am I watching? It's funny <laughs> you should say this? that, actually, because I remember like, turning to Matty after we came out of the cinema and said that was literally a film about, like, animal awareness and yeah, animal cruelty and, it's like, and stuff. Like, it was almost like you were supposed yeah, to was. watch it and take it into the real world and think, Save oh, the it was just depressing. It was a depressing film. Yeah, I really don't know if they've got the message, but I think it's a bit too late to save the dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you come out of that film literally, like, depressed because it's like well, there's nothing positive in that film what was positive about that film it was a terrible yeah, ending it was literally like <laughs> dinosaur abuse i mean what, what what am i supposed to get from that film <laughs> it was it was bad really bad well i haven't seen that film yet and i don't think i will don't watch it <laughs> you won't like it i i well i heard from you guys at the time that it was oh. terrible so it put me off going to watch it to be honest yeah however considering we've been talking about it that does Bring me on to one of the uh, other bits of topics I wanted to talk about, which was our most, our biggest disappointments of 2018, with either games or movies. I mean, obviously now Jurassic Park's in there. Yeah. Another one for me um, is Solo. I mean, I didn't expect it to be good, but it just added to the bad film. Actually, it's not that bad of a film, but underwhelming Star Wars films of late. It the, added the, to didn't, it. Didn't even watch it. Boring, wasn't it? It was. But me and you went to go and watch that, and I think we were both falling asleep during the middle part of it. it yeah, just... it was. It was hard, wasn't it? It didn't even feel like it a Star a Wars watch. film. No, no. It's this. This is the problem now. I, I mean, I, I just, just didn't stop. even want to go and watch it because that's how much like the uh, the Last Jedi last year. 
was so bad and I hated it so much that my enthusiasm for the Star Wars franchise, I mean, I, I, five years ago, if someone said to me, you, you know, you won't go and watch a Star Wars film, I'd have been like, yeah, as if. Yeah. But I genuinely don't care about that film. I don't care about ever watching it either. I just have no enthusiasm for it anymore. Yeah, I skipped it's, Solo as well, and I yeah. don't feel like I've missed out based on what you guys have told me about it. it it's not a film I need to no. I need to watch. No. You, I mean, you know, compare that to you know Rogue One. You know, it was actually a really good Star Wars film. But I tell you what, though, as well, I don't think this is what this came out of that film that was terrible was the way he got his name of Han Solo. <laughs> he he literally, uh, Matty might have to correct me, but he he was basically <laughs> running to get onto his ship or something, and and the uh, Imperial officer asked him his name. And yeah. he was like, uh, no, I don't have one or whatever. And he looked at him and went, oh, you're on your own. Solo. And it, so bad. It was horrendous. That's... Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> it was like, no it doesn't way. sound good at all. It's, it's like they think that people are like, it's almost like the script writers are writing it going, oh, yeah. this will make the whole cinema laugh. And no one does. And it's just like dead yeah. silence and cringy. Seriously, yeah. I just hope that whoever's directing Star Wars, whoever's in charge of the future of the whole series, everyone involved, as soon as this next film comes out in, in the year and that's done, and we've got this terrible trilogy over with, I hope everyone involved in this shambolic reimagination of the series just falls into the Sarlacc pit, because it's what they all deserve. <laughs> Pretty much. Death by Sarlacc. It's depressing as well. I mean, I suppose, like, I know we're going off on a bit of a tangent here talking about Star Wars, but, you know... I mean, the first the first one, episode seven, was actually pretty good, and it just it felt. I mean, Last Jedi was it was like an old man at the top of the stairs, and he's you know, and he's all there dancing or whatever, and then he, the Last Jedi comes out, and that's him Hamill, falling over, <laughs> pretty much. He falls down the stairs, and that's the Last Jedi. <laughs> so episode nine is probably going to be the scene where he's in the hospital or something like. No, episode nine is his funeral. That's the most. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Just cremating him and throwing his ashes on the floor. Can oh, I just say so though, bad. before we move on, Force Awakens, I agree, was good, but someone in this group came out with the quote that Episode <laughs> One, The Phantom Menace, was better. Yeah, and then yeah, trying to yeah, I don't know who that was. A later date. <laughs> I don't know. Can't think was. who that was. Yeah, yeah, to be fair, I retracted it very quickly. <laughs> I've gone back and watched the because you watched Menace. Episode One. But like a what I would later. say is that after I watched The Force Awakens for a second time, and then I had The Last Jedi to compare it to, I, I completely, like I said, I retract my comment because The Force Awakens, <laughs> in comparison to The Last Jedi, is. World Best film of all time. In terms of quality, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the last Jedi. So, um, Jesus. when we're talking about biggest disappointments of 2018, and I imagine we're going to move on to games now, mm -hmm. can we just have biggest disappointments of 2018 minus Fallout 76? Because that's the biggest abomination. <laughs> Even though none of us have played it, no, so it's no, quite funny, actually. None of us have played it. I've I've literally, I, I, I will never touch that game. It's been on offer for twenty four ninety nine at work for yeah, like six weeks, and no one's buying it at all. You know, I feel like they could put it down to naught, and people still wouldn't be buying it. You're gonna have to start paying people to take it off our hands soon. It's that bloody bad. <laughs> God, are you still uh, overstocked as well? Yeah, I think everywhere is just shocking. Yeah, that's been a massive disappointment. I mean, I, it's a big enough disappointment in itself that. Us guys, uh, us. All of us haven't played it. Yeah, Sud exactly. has we probably pumped about a thousand hours into Fallout. I've played it. We've yeah, all played it. Yeah, we've all played games. Fallout to death. And yeah. There's Fallout 76, yeah. and the premise is simple, you know. Hey, here's Fallout, and you can play it online with your friends. 
and we're friends, and we all like Fallout, <laughs> and we don't want to play it. <laughs> so it's failed. <laughs> That's failed, yeah. That was failed, because I think all four of us in the past would have bought an, a single-player Fallout game. Like, pretty much, if not straight away, within the first three or four months of the game coming out, and none of us have bought this one. So I don't think I will either. That's it's mm. yeah. I can only imagine myself playing it when it goes down to literally like five pounds or something. Because I just I but don't. There's no point though, because when it goes to that cheap, then there's going to be no one left. I mean, there's no one left anyway at this stage. So imagine by yeah, the time it goes to that. Fallout fans, but apart from that, yeah, there's... it's just not going to be fun to jump into at any point in the future. Regardless there's just nothing of the price. to do. <laughs> there's just nothing to yeah. do. With it. It'll be one of those games, though, that in a couple of years, like, it'll probably still be buggy, but it'll be a much better game probably in a couple of years. But by then, You're not going to play it in a couple of years, though. I mean, let's no, probably not. It's it'll not be, a game you're going to pick up. By then, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, probably not. But Well, it reminds me yeah. of the actual game that I selected as the biggest disappointment, which is probably uh, Sea of Thieves. Oh, God, yeah. Actually, yeah. Oh, that... I, I forgot about that. Stop yeah. reminding me. <laughs> I know. It's like... <laughs> I, I, I was going to get it, but then I heard what you guys said. Oh, no, like, Ted, even if you've got Game Pass, it's not worth <laughs> yeah, downloading for free. It's garbage. Uh, can I just say, though, actually, you know we were talking about best moments of 2018. <laughs> From that game was one of the best moments of 2018. And we, me and Martin Perch know exactly which moment it was on Sea of Thieves. That's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was for me one of the best yeah, like, gaming moments. You run into little groups, and, you know, you can <sighs> shoot anyone you want, really. But this little group, we, me and Sud, were, you know, just having a bit of banter with them, playing the harmonica and the accordion Dancing, or whatever. And yeah. then out of the corner of my eye, all I see is perks appear out of the water and just literally point his pistol right at the side of this guy's head. <laughs> the like guy playing that harmonica. <laughs> just blows his brains out. And then runs away back into the water. It's, it's the fact that you waited about ten seconds timing. before doing it. You, you know, you, you waited like ten <laughs> seconds before your gun pointed, and he had no idea the guy. Whatsoever. It was just great, but yeah, he literally was oh, oblivious. So he was dancing to the harmonica. <laughs> but it annoys me. And, it annoys me well, looking about like at that with fondness because it's like the game could have had potential. Yeah, there's there's elements of that game where it's like, yeah, this is good, an open world pirate game, and you know, like there's a lot of mechanics. Like the water is amazing, just sailing round. Like there's nothing to do. There's nothing in the water. <laughs> it really isn't. But sailors is nice. amazing. Like the way the waves hit your ship and it's just like really, really well done. The water physics are amazing, which you know you sort of need in a pirate game anyway, but just no content. I don't know who okayed that. It's like wow. right, okay, here's an hour of Sea of Thieves, what do you do? I don't know. You just sort of sail around for a bit, uh pick up some treasure. Defeat skeletons it. over and over. Well, skeletons are the only enemy. Yeah. Uh, skeletons and sharks. The yeah. kraken. I don't know if you've seen it because. Uh, Couldn't find it. The krakens just float in tentacles. Yeah. It doesn't even have yeah. a body. No, it doesn't have a no, body. It's so, ridiculous. What they do is they make the sea very dark, so you can't see down. But somebody like hacked the game and uh, like lit up the sea, and it's just floating tentacles. There's not even like a body <laughs> to the kraken. I so think, lazy. I think that's a good analogy for the game, though, isn't it? Empty. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I just remember me, me the and Luke, literally, thing. we were on this island for like an hour and a half searching for this treasure, and it was literally, it was like some clue that you had to figure out, and it was the most ridiculous clue ever. And we never oh. figured it out and just pretty much put the game down. Well, so that I, was I still can't make so my annoying. mind up if me and you are just stupid and couldn't do it, or the game 
it's just that bad. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it might be a mix of both. Of that, I think the game purposely know. didn't give you direction because they knew no. that there was no content and they were like, shit, if we actually tell people what they need to do or like where the objective is properly, uh, the game's going to last five minutes and people are going to realise that there's nothing to do. So That's I think true. they thought in their heads it would trick people, you know. Let's let's uh, let's sort of half tell people what the objective is, and literally all you're doing is going to a spot on an island and like digging a chest out of the out of the sand and taking it into your boat and then just taking it back to another island. It's like yeah. boring, simple so fetch quest with absolutely no nothing, just no meat on the bones whatsoever. There's barely any bones to begin with. The bones are all fucking rotten, <laughs> but there's bones no meat are all on the under the sand. Really. Like like Sud said, I, I remember getting on that game with, with your Sud and I was there like, oh my god, this looks really good actually. You know? The game looks great. I'm mean, enjoying it. Look... And then when we yeah. couldn't find that treasure, I think I remember turning around to you and saying, right, well, let's do something else. And you just looked, well, didn't look at me, but your character looked back at me and you just said, I don't think there's anything else to do. <laughs> this is it. It's like, well, you know, if we can't find this treasure on this island, this, this is it. There is nothing else to do. So. <laughs> so that was it. There you go. And then we, I think we just started firing each other our cannonballs, didn't we? After, yeah. After that, after the cannons. That was it. That was it. <laughs> that was all that was yeah. left to do. The Ryan was on the wall with that game in the beta. I mean, it's it's my. I hate to say I told you so moment of 2018, but we all played the beta and straight away I turned around and said, guys, even for free, kind of on Game Pass. This is a this is a mm. bad bad game. There is nothing to do, and you know, you were right. Further down the line, it releases, and there is still nothing to do when when the whole game comes out. It's Mystic Perks. Yeah. <laughs> well, a blind man could have saw it coming. To be honest, it was it was that bad. So <laughs> I think let's move on from that. One that I'll throw out there is FIFA 19. For, you know, for anyone who's a fan of yeah. Sports games, FIFA as a as a series now, we all think is going in the wrong direction anyway. But FIFA 19 was yeah. probably the final nail in the coffin, as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. I can't see myself going back to that series. Don't believe you. I thought it was, was it better the, than 18, the, though. Yeah, was it the individual game that was a disappointment, though? Or was it just a culmination of yeah, it's kind of like the straw that like six years back. straight. Like yeah. for a for a generic gamer who's just like you know doesn't really play many football games or just plays like you know career mode or kickoff i imagine they probably wouldn't find fifa 19 that appalling they'd probably find it all right it's better than fifa 18 i'd say that the question is then what what was the best like in your opinion what what do you think was the best fifa because personally for me i think fifa 14 i really enjoyed personally um and that was the last time i enjoyed a fifa game I fifa 14 12. was the last really good one i think yeah i think fifa 09 was where oh, it nine. turned that yeah, corner, nine was... and it was just like FIFA 08 was sort of the one, the one that started this the new sort of game engine. You could see yeah. where it was going. FIFA 09 just like nailed the formula, and then between like 09 and you know 12, 13, all those games were pretty solid. Ultimate Team was on the rise every year, but as yeah. with everything, I think it's just been on a slow decline. You know that there's there's only so much. FIFA, there's only so much Ultimate Team you can play before it's like, right, this is actually boring now. I've had enough. But, but yeah. that, that's the problem though, Matty, because what I've noticed that they do, and obviously you guys have as well, is that they do certain elements well, and then they'll get that right, and you'll be like, oh, finally, they've got like the passing on point now. I'm, I'm enjoying this. Like It just seems to flow well. But the tackling's poor, so that needs to improve. So you'll then buy the next FIFA next year, and then the tackling will be brilliant, then the passing will be poor, and you'll be like, "Why have you changed the passing? Like, keep it as it is. Like, 
it's almost like they just don't speak to their the players and, and ask them like what 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 they've enjoyed about the last one and what they should keep. They just seem to like tweak the game a little bit every year. And for me now, I'm just sick of I'm sick of it because it's just like you get you get good at like the last year's version, and then you find that what you were good at has then they've changed like elements of the game. And I just feel like yeah, I get it. You've got to change the game in some ways to make it more enjoyable. But I don't think you should play it. You should mess around with the gameplay too much. Personally, I think they should do stuff like new modes, new level, like, you know, just new new things you can do within the game and, and improve the online experience, not just continually tweak, like, tweak the gameplay yeah. and just, yeah. just break it. Like, it just doesn't make sense. I, I just... Yeah. It feels like, like a reskin. Yeah, I was about to. I was about to lean into that. Like, I think annual sports releases are slowly going to die, and I don't mean that like they'll stop making FIFA. But I, f- I feel like FIFA, Madden, these type of games, they suit games as a service better than like a fifty-pound release. I feel like mm. you might just be paying, maybe not like monthly for the game, but like ultimate team mode or something like that will be free. Or like if you 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 know you want to update the kits or something, it costs money. Like they'll find some way to monetize it, obviously. But I think it suits games as a service better. I think that will be the future yeah. for FIFA, to be honest. But are they going to change I, I it? All the physical work. copies of the game still sell like twenty million a year. I mean, they do, but it is, this is the thing. decline. Like I'm not saying you know all of a sudden FIFA is going to go games as a service like tomorrow. But I feel like in a few years, goes on like that's the the sort of future mm-hmm. for these annual because I, I just don't think annualized games really are are going to stick around for that that much longer because games as a service and and like instantly responding to consumer feedback is the way to go. Like you've seen the success of Fortnite, and I know we keep coming back to this game, but it's just Epic are doing it right. You know, say the passing is broken on FIFA Ted or, or some element of the game is really bad, they can't fix it for an entire year. You know what I mean? Yeah. They can yeah. sort of tweak it and stuff, but everyone's going to have different versions of the game because not everyone's got the updates and stuff like that. With Fortnite, they had the sword in the game. So basically they had this giant sort of like infinity sword. Uh, it was ridiculously overpowered. Everyone had the sword at the end of the game. I got like four battle royale wins by just running around with the sword. So that pretty much says it all because I'm terrible at Fortnite. But yeah, that that was taken out after 48 hours. Yeah, they yeah, listened I mean, to feedback. That, it, yeah, it's that instant. It's not like, oh yeah, that was taken out six months later when people are pissed off. It's like they literally took it out straight away. And it's being able to react instantly to like consumer feedback that keeps people playing that game. And I feel like obviously yeah. you can't get that with an annualized release. Yeah, and 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 the thing with FIFA is because it's an annualized release, they they throw the demo out that's clearly unfinished, and then when you actually start playing the game, it's so buggy and glitchy, and then they end up patching up a load of the bugs, but then they just never improve it after that. It's just like so if you're one of the the people that buys FIFA, it's almost like a given. It's just going to be glitchy and buggy because they've had to rush it out. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. And and really, all I mean, let's let's face it. I mean, all that really happens is that the game is reskinned. There's new kits and there's new players and transfers. But how easily could that be updated, as you said, Matty, with you know it just being like as a as a as an ongoing game that's just updated and tweaked based on actual feedback. So, 
but that's yeah that's that's my opinion on it anyway i just i just think as you said it it's just a bit it just doesn't make sense in this day and age to release a game throw it out and then you know realize okay yeah this aspect of the game is broken oh well we're just gonna have to wait till next year to fix it i could definitely see i could definitely see what might said happening in the future but i also agree with sud that It'll have to be when the physical copies take a big decline before it happens. Yeah, they won't. There's too much money in in the the actual disc sales because obviously think about you know there's parents buying FIFA f for their kids, isn't it? Basically to shut them up. <laughs> there's a lot of you know, and there's teenagers playing it that probably still, you know. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I think you know, uh, as I said, they make a lot of money off off that so until that papers off, so to speak. Um, probably won't see it happen. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree. Do we uh, do we have any more that anyone wants to throw out there for most disappointing game? Obviously, I, I touched on Spyro before. I think there's probably not much more to say on that, being honest. But for me, personally, that is that is my biggest disappointment, just because it was one of my favourite games as a kid. And just going back to it, I, I just didn't have that. that I, I just remember playing it as a kid and being like, getting stuck on levels and then like, figuring out how to do it and then you just get that you know that enjoyment from actually figuring it out or getting past a puzzle or or just finding that gem or that orb on the game and you're like you know th those are the moments in the game that you really enjoy but i just found with the the remastered version that there was no there was no buzz in the game it was just it was just going through the motions like and i don't know whether it's the way they sort of structure it where it's sort of lets you know all the progress and it's, it seems like as Matty said it's just you know it's reskinned they probably should have added I'd, I, I do wish they did add a, a few new features in now I haven't had the opportunity to play Ratchet and Clank that's another brilliant game um, that I'd love to play but I think it, as Matty said if they, if they added in new things it just would have kept it a bit more fresh and yeah I'd say it after the first one, if you asked me if I just played the first one, and if you would have asked me would it have been my di biggest disappointment 2018, I would have said no. But after playing all three and just feeling a little bit bored towards the end, then yeah, that, yeah. That, 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 that's how I feel about it, unfortunately. So yeah. my brother played it and he feels the same. So Nostalgia is a powerful thing sometimes. You know, things don't live up to what you remember as a, as a kid. I love a drug. Um, how about then we'll move on to the final topic how about which game are we most looking forward to in 2019 there's a lot yeah I was going to say I've got, got a few are we just going to go um, the first half of the year because that's like all the stuff with like actual solid release dates go ahead yeah. it's up to you hey, it's your 2019 I mean, choice it's tough, isn't it? Because you've got things like The Last of Us Part Two, where it's like, well, who knows if that's coming out yeah. next year and stuff. It's, it's, Days yeah. Gone definitely is, but I don't know if anyone's looking forward to that. It's been, uh, been delayed. Personally, for me, I've, yeah. I've been um, I've been replaying the original Crackdown, and I just honestly, it's brilliant. Like playing it around the second time, it's just Ooh. ten years on. Or Ted's about to say he's looking forward to Crackdown he Three. He is. <laughs> <laughs> but I am, you could I, be looking I, I, forward I, I, to Crackdown I, I, 3, but I've got to warn you now, <laughs> to temper your expectations, because that game, from like all the gameplay videos that I've seen, looks like it's going to be a fucking abomination. 
Really? Well, yeah. well, that's I the thing, know, I just, because I, I hated Crackdown Two. Oh yeah, it looks worse than Crackdown Two. No, it won't be worse. I, I can, I'm, I, I can't see it being worse than Crackdown. Right, 2. how much? Right, I'm going on Metacritic now. How much did Crackdown Two get? I'm it was bad. Bet, it got like I'm, a sixty I'm something. I think they get to worse. It was Crackdown Two. I don't think it will. I think it'll be better than. I don't think it was as good as the first one. I don't think it was as bad as Crackdown Two. Crackdown Two was terrible. Um. No, I mean, the, fa- the fact that he gets plays Terry Crews, I mean, that's, that gives it an advantage over Crackdown 2 for a start. Crackdown so, 2, 70 on Metacritic. So I think Crackdown will get... We'll give it two weeks after the release of Crackdown 3 and we'll see what Metascore it's got. That's a fair... I think it'll be better. I just think the problem with Crackdown 2 for me was I didn't like the the, the, the fact they introduced zombies as the main thing. I just think it went yeah, too it far off. It yeah. went too far off what the game like, stood for. Personally, which was taking down crime bosses, not killing zombies, it's and collecting orbs, of course. Yeah, yeah, obviously collecting orbs. That is like one of the most fun part of the game. Yeah. Um, but Crackdown Two, I just thought they it got it wrong there. So um, I, from what I've seen, it just looks as though they're going a bit more down that original route, and hopefully they will. But obviously, I haven't seen extensive gameplay, so hopefully you're wrong and it's good. But <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think. Uh... Time will tell. I don't want but... games to be bad. I just know this one will be. Yeah. <laughs> How about one turn that we're actually looking forward to? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I think, yeah. Well, I was until obviously, you know. Well, as if you like, you know, you've got Kingdom Hearts, you've got Devil May Cry, you've got Metro, you've got Rage. Devil May Cry 5 for me is. Uh... I'm is Gears 5 coming out this year? Yeah, Gears 5 is this year. Yeah. yeah. I think Devil May Cry 5, for the first half of the year, for me, is one of the most um, ones I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, it looks, from what I've seen so far, it looks like it's back to Devil May Cry 4 standards, which I know a lot of people thought that. I, I actually like DMC, the reboot, but I know a lot of people hated it. But um, I think 5 will be really good. I've got a lot of faith in that game to be good. It looks There's good. a demo as well so, on the Xbox Store if you want to play it. Yeah, I haven't actually played it. I don't know if I, I kind of. Don't want to play like it in a way. Yeah. What the gameplay is going to be like. I think I like it. I, I, I like. I've liked all the other Devil Cry games. So. I'm surprised you're not looking forward to uh, Sekiro. No, I am. Yeah, I, I, I think. I'm surprised that's not ahead of Devil May Cry. To be honest with you. I'm a bit more like I've got my my expectations are a bit more in check for that one because I know it's from software and obviously you know I, love, I like I love Dark Souls and stuff like that but obviously this is going to be more like a Tenchu type game, isn't it? So. Um, I'm interested to see how it, what it's like. But... No, I need to get to that because I have got it. I just haven't played it. Um, it'll be kind of like that, I think. Just I'm sure it'll be a good based. game. I'm sure it'll be really good. Um, I think the one think, I'm looking yeah. forward to the most uh, personally is Anthem. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking because forward to of, Anthem as well. Because I think we mentioned it maybe a couple of weeks ago, Sud, about yeah. uh, Bioware's future. <laughs> Which is why I'm yeah. Well, to I mean, this game pretty much is the future, isn't it? Uh, in terms of, it either makes the future or <laughs> breaks it. Breaks the future, yeah. Because exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's like they announced Dragon Age, didn't they, at the uh, Game Awards? Well, I think actually it was before. The, was it after the Game Awards? Whatever. No, yeah, it was during, wasn't it? They did a little, yeah, they did a little teaser, teaser didn't they? But I don't. I think if Anthem flops, that game doesn't come out. As far as I'm concerned, so. Yeah, I'm with you. Um. <laughs> I hope it doesn't flop. I am worried about it a little bit. I don't know if people are as interested as Bioware need them to be. 
for it to be good, but or not to be good, but for it to be interesting enough for people to play. But oh, we'll see. Yeah. What, what are people's thoughts on the Division 2? I mean, that um, looks like it could be a surprise, sort of. I don't know, it looks I like something I'd really enjoy, but... Yeah, I Because apparently they improved it a lot. When it, when it first came out, it was yeah, like but, a mess or something. Yeah, lot, yeah, it was a mess when it first came out. I played it when it first came out. It was, yeah, it wasn't good at all. But, um, yeah, Division 2 looks all right, but I, I think... I think we alluded to this on a previous podcast. Um, I think with Anthem and Division Two, you can only pick one of them because they're both the same type of game. So, and mm. Anthem to me looks much more interesting. I love, the, I prefer the space sort of setting. I prefer that Destiny space type setting rather than the uh, divisions sort of boots on the ground style game. Yeah. Um, so I'm with you there, I think Anthem for me is the one. I'd, I don't know if I'll play Division Two to be honest. I'd yeah, I think personally, I think the Division Two is going to suffer. Like we've touched on this before, like the guys already mentioned in, in the space with with Anthem and uh, Destiny Two already existing. I think if those games weren't a thing and the Division existed in its own space, then we'd all be jumping into that together, and I think we'd all spend a lot of time on it. But it's yeah. probably going to be bottom of the pile in the in the shared world genre, and I, I just don't see it doing that well. I'm not saying it's going to fall off a cliff, but. I can see it ending up in last place. Oh. What's think, your I'm... most anticipated game perks? It's hard to say. I mean, I think I've got a few. Anthem would obviously be one I'm really looking forward to as a as a big shared world shooter fan. The other two that I'm going to throw out there that haven't been mentioned yet are the Resident Evil 2 remake. Resident Evil 2, yeah. And that yeah. looks really good. There's a lot of gameplay already out there. The, you know, a lot of sites have got the, the hands-on early three weeks. footage. Yeah, exactly. So it, it actually looks very, very good. And, the, you know, they had the confidence to show it off quite extensively. I think there's about an hour or so of gameplay available. Um, so, yeah, that looks really cool. And they seem to have done a really good job of recapturing the sort of old setting in a, in a new style mm. Resident Evil, which is great. And the other one is Doom Eternal. Uh, it's not going to be one of the games of the year, but the... You know the the most recent Doom I thought was a really good game, and I'm I'm just looking forward to Eternal as well Doom, as a solid sort of ten hour experience. Yeah, that will be a great game. If it, I, I'm skeptical whether it'll come out next year, but yeah, I if think, it does, I, I think it will. It, could, I, yeah, I'm pretty could, confident but... about that. I, I do think it will be. The only reason I'd say maybe not is because Rage Two is coming out in May, so it's a very similar type game. Yeah, not I... not the same, but it's it's it, you know it's I think I don't think they'll release. If Doom comes out, it'll be later in the year, I think. Yeah, and it's Maybe not going like to be. October, November, I'm, I'm, it's not going to be possibly. first quarter by any means. No. But I think it's it's one of those games that I think, with the ones that I've picked and talked about today so far, it's. I'm not saying it's a unique game or a niche game, but it's something sort of away from the the massive heavy hitters, and it's something a bit more, you know, different to just Fortnite's or you know Red Dead's and and all the the massive massive titles. So I'm I'm looking forward to that to break up whatever multiplayer game we're into at the time. I'm surprised you didn't mention, didn't uh, think about Devil May Cry Five. You are a big Devil May Cry. Yeah, fan, I mean, you? I really like the Devil May Cry series. I think even the games that people have said haven't been so good, I've still really enjoyed. So, I'm Devil May Cry Five is one that I'm I'm certainly going to jump into, and I'm sure it will deliver. Yeah. It always does. Yeah, I I know uh, uh, one one that's kind of I won't say gone on the radar, but I'd say I think Metro Exodus could be a very a surprise hit. I do think that game looks very good, and uh, surprise hit! It'll be game of the year. Calling it could, it, it, it could well be. I think the game, the game could. 
I think it's what I mean by surprise hitters. I, I mean, I can see the game not selling very well or doing very well, but mm. I think in terms of critical response, I think it could do really well. The other two get, I know, I think I know you're a fan of the other two, my um, Metro 2033 and uh, Last Light, they were very good games. Um, and that developer just seems like it's on the up. Um, well, they've had a long time to so. develop it. It's been in development for yeah. a long time. So they've had a, yeah. a, a lot of time. They've had a lot of you know lessons learned from the other ones as well. Um, obviously, they've released Last Light and Metro 2033 on the current hardware as well. So yeah. they've got yep. that as like previous experience. So yeah, I just think it, it ticks all the right boxes, that game. Mm, definitely i think uh the atmosphere of that game is so good as well it's one of the most atmospheric games i've played it's it's fantastic for that uh if you like them sort of atmospheric type games um but sort of first half of the year obviously i think we've we've touched on most of the games in the first half of the year metro was was my most anticipated game um, mm. in that first half of the year but also one that's coming out this month that i'm, I'm not sure if anyone's interested in is kingdom hearts uh, not personally, no. A lot I, of interest in that game. Oh yeah, it'll it'll sell it'll sell bucket loads. I'm sure there's a lot of interest in it. I just I've not I've never really played it. I think I've played bits and pieces of the first no, two on PS2. The story's so convoluted though. I don't feel like you. Is it like a Final Fantasy? Pretty much a little bit. It's, it's more of it's more of an action RPG than sort of turn based. But it's just like it's hard to explain. It's an action RPG with Disney characters. Basically. They'll have the same story style as a I've Final a version of Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> mm. <laughs> No, not really. It's my, it yeah, has got a similar awful. style to Final Fantasy in terms of the way it tells its story and things like that. Uh, you know, it's got them very like cheesy esque type moments in it, like Final but, Fantasy does. But that game has been in development for oh yeah, ages, six seven now. years, isn't yeah. it? Maybe more. Pretty much but, since the start of the generation. If yeah, longer. I think the big one is Last of Us Part Two, isn't it? If that comes out or not, because I'm pretty sure. Well, we'd, most of us would be interested in playing that. I mean, I definitely would. Yeah, I, yeah, uh, we all too. would for sure. You know, I think uh, that's you know, The Last of Us is a great game. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I personally prefer the Uncharted franchise to The Last of Us, but The Last of Us is a great game. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, and uh, I'd look forward to the sequel because I, uh, you, that's the game. You know, it, it's not even a doubt, is it? It's a bit like Red Dead Redemption Two. Before it came out, you know it's going to be good. Like you know, <laughs> The Last of Us Two is going to be good. It's it's there's no doubt about it really. And there's another Dog. one as well that's coming out next year on Sony's side, Death Stranding. Again yeah. though, I wouldn't. What is it going to be? Yeah, that's the killer <laughs> question with that yeah. game. No idea. There's random floating <laughs> people with like yeah. psychomantis masks, oil, babies, bunch of crabs, babies <laughs> getting thrown around everywhere. No one knows what's uh, going on apart from Kojima. I don't even think he knows what's think, going yeah. on anymore. I, think I was just about to say drugs. the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I have just thought of another one as well that would interest us. Uh, the Star Wars game from uh, Respawn is coming out, isn't it, at the end of the year? Uh, is, it? is it Jedi Fallen Order? Yeah, apparently it's rumored. It's no, it's supposed to be coming out. Yeah, 20, end of 2019. Uh, Vince Van Pella said it was like going to have a... I, th- I think he said that you'll see more at next year's E3, but I can't remember... If, if, if there well, the time slot would make it. sense, though, for it to come out next year because they don't have a Battlefield game coming out. And obviously, there's year. a Star Wars film as well. So, yeah. it's a Star Wars film. Well, I'm pretty sure. I know it's called Fallen Order, and it's been made by Respawn. The people it's called the Jedi, Jedi Fallen Order or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so, yeah. That is definitely something I'd be interested so, in. But one time, I mean, Titanfall, you know, was really good. So, Titanfall Two, especially, was really good if you played that. I mean, so I'd be definitely interested in that game. I think they could. They've got the potential to make a really good Star Wars game. Uh, so, did, did anyone ever play the old Dead or Alive? 
games because the new one. Oh yeah, number six it? is coming out, isn't it? Yeah, six. Nice to play that on the <laughs> PS2. I don't think I, that. Know, I quite that enjoyed game, it. I quite enjoyed it, being honest. So I'm not. I haven't seen too much. I think the problem with that game is Ted that uh, most people that like that game like it for one reason, one reason only, and I think they mostly know what that is. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah. The problem is, they've no wonder a younger a Ted liked it. Well, they've censored <laughs> sex a lot more, haven't they? They've, they've gone from more out. like, well, they've gone from more sort of, you know, conservative approach, shall we say, to the costumes. Ah, no, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, right, I'd say that's, that's off Ted's yeah. list. No nostalgia with this one. Many plays with the women, anyway. <laughs> well, anyway, guys, I think before we go, I've got one final question. And it's related to movies. Which one are you most looking forward to? Avengers or Star Wars? Avengers. Avengers. Ah, I'm I'm actively scared of of watching Star Wars. (laughs) I don't want to watch it. I know it's going to be so shocking. They're going to have like a CGI animatronic princess Leia... Like I, I don't know what's what's going to be going on. Like, just I don't know. They're just a joke. Mark, like, <laughs> spoiler the alert for people who, for some reason, know. haven't watched Star Wars. But you know, you've got you know, have Mark Hamill floating around as a ghost because apparently <laughs> you can just kill yourself by disappearing. You know, I don't know why you haven't thought of doing that yourself, Perks. You know, you're always plotting these like you know suicide methods. Why don't you just disappear? <laughs> Oh, yeah, it does Stare start into the sun. You just start floating for a bit. Meditate on a rock. And just disappear. If I sat in the, the sun worst, for as long as yeah. he did, I think I would disappear. Um, <laughs> I think on the on the Star Wars point on whether or not I'm looking forward to, I actually am because I can't wait to see that part of the series die. You can't wait to move on to new things. Yeah, you just looking to see my face at the end of it. That's all you want to see. You just want to see me shaking. God, I'm worried. The fact that it comes out on December the 21st as well. We have to wait an entire year. And we know it's going to be disappointing. I just, you already I, know I, your I Christmas is ruined. My, yeah. my biggest memory yeah. of the last Star Wars film was literally, you know when they were saying that your mum joke at the start oh, in the Star Destroyer? I literally oh turned God, around so in slow motion to Perks and he just looked at me at the same time <laughs> and we both were like, right, we know this is going to be shit now. That was <laughs> a sign of things to come yeah, for film. Like, when you heard that joke, you were like, oh no, what, what's, oh no, this isn't. Why is there a new mum joke in the Star Wars galaxy? I don't know. Or universe? I, I just... What is going on? They got that humour from 20 years ago. Yeah. terrible. You, you... I think you've literally forgotten a, a movie that could be brilliant though. Toy Story 4. True. Yeah, yeah. I'll go along with that. Coming off the back of the best Toy Story film, Toy Story 3 as well. So The original Toy Story Toy is the Story best. Toy Story 4 escape the recycling bin. <laughs> I hope Thingy comes back from the dead. What was his name? What's so the bear well, from Toy Story 3? Back because every Toy Story has been brilliant. Like You normally expect it to start tapering off around the second or third, you know, as they run out of ideas. But it's improved. You know, Hopefully, I haven't just jinxed the fourth one, but you know, I I'm, definitely I'm... have. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Ted's jinx. <laughs> well, touch wood. Well, guys, we'll uh, we'll have to leave it there. Uh, that's the end of the show for this week. Where can um, where can people find you on the social medias, Sud? Uh, on Twitter at David Ten Spud. Lovely stuff. We already know Perks is at Corpse. I've already searched on Twitter and there is a, an account called that Corpse. Hopefully it's a popular one. No, it's not. Uh, well, it will be now. Oh, yeah. yeah it'll true. get an extra three or four views. Yeah, we'll make it popular. 
Yeah, all from us. Yeah. Um, and the podcast finished. Where can people find you, Matty? Uh, Matty Cheatham on Twitter and Instagram. Just one word. Perfect. Then how about you, Ted? Well, I, I'm mainly Twitter, so at Ted Parry one There you go. Visit there for more Ted Jinxes. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, and you can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Leld. Just add a nine at the end on Instagram. And you can also follow Checkpoint Reached on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at CheckReachPod. And then we're also on YouTube, Checkpoint Reach Podcast. So give us a like and subscribe, please. Yeah, so it's been a been an enjoyable episode that guys and happy new year to all of you happy new year to everyone and all our viewers new year new year of gaming yeah yeah a lot to talk about i'm sure hopefully i'm sure there will be all right guys have a good one bye Bye. see you bye